Well, if you would tonight, join me in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14. Zechariah chapter 14, and I would like to read verses 13, 14, and 15 tonight of this 14th chapter of the book of Zechariah. And we'd like to spend some time on the subject of God ruling over the lost. In the book of Zechariah chapter 14, there in verse 13, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay a hold every one on his hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise against the hand of his neighbor. They're going to depend on someone else to help them stand up. Verse 14, And Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem. And the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. Verse 15. And so shall be the plague of the horse, of the mule, of the camel, of the ass, and of all the beasts that shall be in the, these tents as this plague. Now, there's some things here that are hard to be understood. I don't understand all that's going on here. I try to look at these passages of Scripture from a spiritual standpoint, a spiritual view. And we have much greater success in understanding what the Lord is writing when we go to it with a spiritual view trying to see the spiritual here. I do know that in that last verse that we read that every one of those beasts is an unclean beast. But I also read the apostle Peter was called, called on to rise up and eat, and he said, nothing like that has ever been in my mouth. And the Lord said, don't you ever call what I have made common or unclean. And at that point, there's a knock at the door, and he is invited to go preach the gospel to some Gentiles. So I know that the Lord is interested in some Gentiles. And what that picture is, Lord willing, maybe next time we'll have something to say about it. But I'd like to spend our time tonight, in particularly in verse 14. In verse 14, did you, do you remember what the scriptures say about Esau? Two boys are born. Esau is hairy, and he is his daddy's twinkle in his daddy's eyes, and the other boy, Jacob, is his mama's boy. Now, the promise was made to that mama. Would you just turn with me over to Genesis chapter 25? Let's go over here to Genesis chapter 25, and I think we see in this verse of Scripture, as well as in a number of verses of Scripture here in the book of Zechariah, these words are being played out. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 25, Genesis chapter 25, we have these words. And the Apostle Paul was led by the Holy Spirit to have these words brought into the New Testament in the book of Romans. And we'll go over there in just a moment. But in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 23, now we would do well to read this whole passage of Scripture. But let's read verse 23 and then we'll make some comments. 
In verse 23, And the Lord said unto her, now these words that are following are direct words from our Lord. They're direct words from the mouth of God. Now we, we rest in the fact that all the Bible is the word of God. But I really love it when we go to a passage of scripture like this and we see the direct words of the Lord. Now these words are to a mama that's about to have children. And she's in a little turmoil right here and she's going to have twins. Now. It is no mistake what the Lord shares with this mama about what the results of this birth will be because she goes on, he goes on to say, two nations or two peoples are in thy womb. The two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels and the one people shall be stronger than the other people. Now notice this last phrase. Because I believe we see this played out, what we read there in the book of Zechariah. The last phrase, the elder shall serve the younger. The elder shall serve, did you notice that word? Serve. Now it's unbeknownst to the elder, the kind of service he was going to perform. It's unbeknownst to lost people, the kind of service that they are called on to perform. But God said that the elder shall serve the younger. Now, the elder is probably stronger. The elder probably is more masculine in this passage. But we're going to find out that even whatever circumstances there are, everybody that has ever been born on the face of the earth and on the left-hand side, they are servants of God's elect. Amen. They are servants of God's chosen people. What, and they don't... They don't realize it, but they are. Turn with me back to the book of Genesis in chapter 2. That word serve over here is found, I'm going to only read three places here in the book of Genesis. There's many places that this word is used, but in Genesis chapter 2, we have this word used as the same word is found over there in the book of Genesis chapter 25, where it says that the elder shall serve. The elder shall serve. Now, here in the book of Genesis, chapter 2 and verse 5, we have these words. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God hath caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man. Now, that word till. Now, we know what plowing is. We know what farming is. We know what putting a garden in is. That's what that word is, till. Now, over there in the book of Genesis, chapter 25, that word till has been translated serve. Shall serve the younger. The elder shall serve. The elder will till the soil for the younger. And we see that. Now, very few of us actually grow enough food for us to live on all the time. We may grow some really nice tomatoes. We may grow lettuce. We may grow radishes. And they taste so much better than the ones that you buy. But very few of us grow grain so that we can grind it into bread. We, we depend on other people. Well, that's what the Lord is sharing with us here, that he has raised up a people to till, to serve the younger, to serve the church, to serve believers, to serve the elect. He has raised them up for that purpose, to serve. The elder shall serve the younger. And as we read there, and if you'd follow me in the verse 15 of that same chapter, this is brought out again. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Now the word to dress, to dress it and to keep it. 
That was his responsibility. Well, we find out that this is also the responsibility that God has imposed upon those that will be servants of the elect. They will be used to address us. Now, I'm saying that in a, in a physical sense, but they also, in many other ways, do we find that God is going to use lost people to take care of saved people. That's just the way he's promised it. The elder shall serve the younger. Now, it's going to be in a physical sense because there's nothing spiritual about, about the elder that we're interested in. I'm not interested in works for salvation. I'm not interested in the law for salvation. I'm not interested in a profession for salvation. I'm not interested in signing a card for salvation. All of those things are the product of the elder. But the elder has been promised by God before they were born, before they had done any good or evil, he said the elder shall serve the younger. And that's his promise. So we depend. The church is thankful. The elder doesn't realize what they're doing, but the church is thankful that we're provided. I, I get to go to the grocery store and buy a gallon of milk instead of owning a cow. I get to go get a dozen eggs instead of having some chickens. Now, they're not quite as good as the ones you raise, and their milk is not quite as, you know, all that stuff. And we go get to go buy, uh, what's that, good bread? Killer bread. We get to go buy killer bread. We can pay $6 a loaf for killer bread. <laughs> and it's worth every penny. But someone else has provided it for us. Well, one other place I want to stop here in the book of Genesis is chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, and there in verse 23. After the fall, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 23, after the fall, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till. One more time. Now this word is used many, many times. The original word is used many times in the Old Testament. I'm only bringing out three, but they all have a, have a statement about servitude, that there will be service provided. There will be servitude in it. And every one of the Esau's that has ever lived has been a tributary to the Jacob's. They have provided the money so that we can eat. They've provided the money so that we can give to the Lord. Heater, building, put the lights on, repair it when necessary, put a kitchen in when we need it. All the things that we depend on has been provided by the Lord when he said, the elder shall serve the younger. Now, I'll just be reminded again, I'm not interested one whit in the religion of the elder. Not one whit. I look at, at Cain and Abel and the elder's religion was so poor that he's kicked out. <laughs> and the younger's is an honor to God because the Lord even tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 that, that by faith he offered a more excellent sacrifice. It wasn't something that he just conjured up. Some conclusion he came to by, by reading something, the Lord revealed that to him and showed him and gave him the faith, gave him the faith that he shows us. And that's a fruit of the faith. That's what God does for us. Well, keeping that in mind, let's travel over to the book of Romans. The book of Romans, we find here in chapter 9. Now, I forget what Mike calls this, uh, these passages of scripture is mentioned a number of times, the, uh, the unreadable, the, uh, the classifieds, the classified chapters, yeah, in the book of Romans. 
Romans chapter 9. But the church rejoices in it because we find that God has taken care of our sin. God has taken care of our issues with Him. God's taken care of it all. And it's not by anything that we have done that He did that. We're sinners saved by grace, as that author, that uh, composer put together. All right, here in Romans chapter 9 and verse 12, let's look at this verse again. And as uh, in verse 11, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It's not our works, but he calls us. That's it. Now, it was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now that does not mean he loved less. There's only one reason that we can say, as the Lord brings it out, that we could say that the Lord ever said that, and that is their sins were never taken care of. God did not propitiate for their sins. God did not atone for their sins. God did not die for their sins. Therefore, he has every right in this world to hate them because they are an abomination. Only those whose sins have been paid for and promised to be paid for before the foundation of the world could he ever love. And that's what we read in the scripture. So we have this principle that's brought out. The elder shall serve the younger. Now, I'm going to go to an Old Testament book that I've often said, if you only had this book, well, it's only one chapter long, and it's Obadiah. Obadiah. Would you turn with me to the book of Obadiah for just a moment here? The Esau's of the world are prepared of God to be servants to the Jacob's. Someone put all that gasoline in the tank at the, at the gas station so that I could pull in and I really used to love it when they filled my tank for me. <laughs> now I have to get out and fill my own tank. But that gasoline has been put in that tank so I can put it in my car so I can drive out here. Someone did that for me. The elder shall serve the younger. All right, notice Obadiah chapter 1. There's only one chapter, and it's in verse 18. Verse 18 of this, And the house of Jacob shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stubble. Now, isn't that interesting? Jacob and Esau, the house of Jacob shall be a fire. What is Esau? Stubble. What do you do with stubble? You burn it. Used to be that people went and gathered it and put it in their stove, they heated their homes with it. And they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall be shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. There is a time coming when there will not be any of the house of Esau remaining. And when we, by the grace of God, sit before the Lord and sing praises to him, there will not be one hindrance. But we will thank God that the Esau's served us in this, our life. People say, I, um, I'm praying for you when you fly. I say, pray for the pilot. Now, he is, generally speaking, he's an Esau that's serving me. I've never met one yet that knew the first thing about the gospel. Now, if I did, 
and I do. I'll be thankful. I look for those kind of people. And there's an attraction that we have. And you know what? Every Jacob will rejoice in the sovereign grace of God. And every Esau cannot handle it. It's just unable to handle it. All right. The Esau's of the world were prepared to be servants by God from the very beginning. Esau's built this house. Esau built houses. Esau paved the roads to this house. Esau plows snow for Jacob's. Esau does that. They're servants of the Most High God and unbeknownst to them. And many times I have found it's the Esau's that fly the planes. They furnish the fuel. God has used them. Now this brings me up to that wonderful passage over in the book of Joshua. Would you turn with me to the book of Joshua? I love this passage of scripture. There was some people that came in among Israel when Joshua had taken possession of the land. And we find that Joshua was instructed by the Lord to give them this sentence. The book of, of uh, uh, Joshua, Joshua chapter 9. There we go. Joshua chapter 9. Joshua chapter 9, verse 21. Now, there's this restatement of what we read over here in the book of Zechariah, what we read in the book of Genesis, what we read in the book of Romans. Here we have a illustration, an illustration of what God has said earlier, that there will be those who will till the soil, and there will be those who will give us clothing. Now, there's nothing spiritual that I want from them. I remember uh, a preacher calling up uh, a pastor and saying, we have a bunch of this group that are attending here. Uh, and they want to join us. And he wrote back to him and says, don't let them join because you have everything they need and they have nothing to offer. All they're going to do is bring in their faults. The Lord changes their heart, we open our arms. If the Lord gives them salvation, we open our arms. But we do not need Esau religion at all. Now we let them come. Doors are open. Welcome them. How many times have we shaken hands with people we have no idea where their history is, what they're doing? Every Sunday we probably do that. But when they start preaching a false gospel, they start spreading a false gospel, they must be stopped. As long as they sit and listen, hallelujah. We never know what it's going to be. All right, here in the book of Joshua, it tells us here that there was some folks that just really, really wanted to be part of the Israelites. And so they made themselves dirty and clothed themselves with old clothing and, and had worn out shoes and came into the camp of Israel and said, we're just like you. We want to join you. Well, you know, Joshua being just a man, he thought this would be a great thing. And it tells us here, beginning, let's... Uh, I'm just going to start with verse 21. It says, And the princess said unto them, Let them live, but let them be. Now this is the instructions that Joshua is going to be led to give to this whole group of people 
that wanted to come in and be just like the Jews, just like Israel. And they pretended to be. We've come from so far, turned out they hadn't come any distance at all. And he says, let, but let them be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation as the princes had promised them. And Joshua called for them and spake unto them, saying, Wherefore have you beguiled us, saying, We are very far from you when you dwell among us. Now therefore ye are cursed, and there shall none of you be freed from being bondmen. Esau, the elder, shall serve the younger. The elder shall serve the church. The elder shall provide for the church. Those on the outside, those without help and without hope and without God in this world from day one to the last day have no position in this world except to be servants to the church of the living God. Said here, you're going to be hewers of wood. Have you ever chopped wood? Isn't it great to have someone take care of it for you? <laughs> from a spiritual standpoint, isn't it great that the, it's all, all of this is taken care of? You know what? I, I just cannot imagine us owning a natural gas well, drilling for a natural gas well so we can heat our building. But we call on a company to come out here and drag 150. I talked to the guy that did it. He was a former student. I found out what he was doing. And he said, oh, that's no problem. The gate's not a problem. We got 150 feet of hose on our line, on our truck. We can just fill that right up. I'm thankful. He's a hewer of wood and drawer of water for us. I'm thankful. I told him I was thankful. I wasn't going to adopt his religion. All right. Goes on to tell us, And they answered Joshua and said, Because it was certainly told thy servants how that the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy, to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore we were sore afraid of our lives because of you and have done this thing. Now, behold, we are in thy hand, as it seemeth good, and right unto thee to do unto us. And so did he unto them, and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, and slew them not. And Joshua made them that day hewers of wood. What did we read in the book of Genesis? The elder shall serve the younger. Can you imagine all the labor that was delivered from them, from Israel, Get me some water. Yes, sir. Get me some wood. Yes, sir. I'll take care of it, sir. Because they feared for their lives. All right. It goes on to say, For the congregation and for the altar of the Lord, even unto this day in the place which he should choose. So as long as we read here in the book of Joshua, and as long as we read human history, we will read... The elder shall serve the younger. The elder shall serve the younger. And the church is thankful for all the help that we get as the God of, the God of heaven imposes on them to take care of the church. Provide us a place to rest. Electricity for our lights. Gas for our furnace. Paper for our printing and whoever made the, the copy machine and the clocks and everything else for our good use. 
and all the people that put all their effort in all the books that I get in my library, I'm thankful. God said, the elder shall serve the younger. All right. Now, in that same verse of Scripture, we found this. If you would turn with me back to the book of Zechariah, we found in that, that verse of Scripture that there's going to be people that are going to serve the Lord. They're going to serve God, and they don't know a thing about Him. What does it tell us here in this book of Zechariah, chapter 14, and there in verse, uh, uh, verse 14? It says, And the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. Now, when we go back to the book of Exodus, we find this literally fulfilled. When the children of Israel are preparing to leave Egypt by Pharaoh's invite, <laughs> after all that stuff had happened, and that death angel, the Lord came through and slew every firstborn, they are invited to leave. But let's go back over there to the book of Genesis for just a moment. Uh, Exodus, excuse me, Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, this is a literal fulfillment of that. We find that so often it's taken care of that way from a spiritual standpoint. We don't have to be too concerned about where... Uh, Abel got his sheep because he said he was a herdsman. He had sheep. He didn't go over here to, to his brother and buy sheep. He had, had his own sheep. But you know, as time went on, we're going to find out that those lambs that were used for the sacrifices, sometimes those people did not own those sheep, but they were provided we find the Lord taking care of a big problem there in Jerusalem at the temple one time. It wasn't so much that it was against the law for buying a sheep to offer as a sacrifice. It was the means by what it was taking place. That was not the right way to do it. But there are times that we are required to go to somewhere else to get what we need. And that's, we find that with the children of Israel. Not every one of them were going to be shepherds. But there were people who were shepherds. Well, here in the book of Exodus, we find that God is using this from a literal standpoint that we just read over there. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 22. Exodus 3 verse 22, the scripture says this, But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Now, what was this material used for? We follow just a little bit out there in the wilderness, and we're going to have all of the, the different vessels of the tabernacle. We have all of the coverings for the tabernacle. We have all of the jewels for the breastplate and on the shoulders provided. Let's go just a little further in chapter 11. In Exodus chapter 11. And there in verse 2 and 3. Exodus chapter 11 verse 2 and 3. 
Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, in the sight of the people. And then in chapter 12 of the book of Exodus, we find chapter 12 of the book of Exodus. And here in verse 33, Exodus chapter 12 and verse 33, we read this. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound upon their clothes, upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. The elder shall serve the younger. Now, not all Israel is of, was of Israel, but we see as a picture and a type and a shadow. They're a picture of the church. And we find that Egypt is a picture of this world, and it will serve the church. It goes on, so that they lent them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Again, what did most of this stuff go into? Now, I realize there was a little bit went into a calf. But much was taken and used to build all of the finery, all of the covering of gold over the mercy seat, the gold over the table of showbread, the gold here and there, all the utensils of gold, all of that. How great was it? And they borrowed it. And it was given to them willingly. Willingly. Well, the Lord is a great God. He has shared with us early on throughout the scriptures, the elder shall serve the younger. We, we are thankful. We are thankful for God's dealing with people on the behalf of the church. We are thankful. And uh, In the book of 2 Kings, and I think we have time to read this. In the book of 2 Kings, everything that was mentioned there in the book of Zechariah is brought out here in the book of 2 Kings. And we have some four very perilous people. They're called leprous. I love this account. It's in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now, it's been really difficult times for Israel. They have been they have been imposed upon. And yet the Lord one more time shares with us that the elder shall serve the younger. One more time. Here in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 and I'm let's start there. It tells us in verse 1 I have a wrong address. 
and I'm sure I checked this. It's about four leprous people. Chapter 7. All right. Thank you. Now, why would I put 4 when I meant 7? <laughs> looks like a 4. Yeah, it looks like a 4. Yeah. Chapter 7, verse 1. Oh, I'm going to drop down to verse 3. And I need to change this. And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Now, why are they on the outside? They're leprous. They can't go in. Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we will die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. Now, the Assyrians had come up against and they had caused dire circumstances in Israel. There was dire circumstances. Food was, food was gone. And the Assyrians were there holding out until they surrendered. And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Assyrians. And when they were come into the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Now God had taken care of it. The elder shall serve the younger. They left everything. They thought, they thought that the Egyptians had hired, or not the Egyptians, the Israelites had hired soldiers to come to feed them and they ran and left their horses and beasts of burden and their gold and their food and their tents and their clothes and everything. The elder shall serve the younger. They came in, there was no man there for the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, lo, now we know why people don't come back. <laughs> they said one to another lo the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight left their tents and their horses and their asses even the camp as it was and fled for their life and when the lepers came into the uttermost part of the camp they went into one tent and they did something they hadn't done for a long time they ate and drank and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. And they said one to another, we do well. This day is a day of good tidings. We got good news. They held, we hold our peace if we tarry till the morning light. Some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we go and tell the king's household. So they came and called the porter of the city, and we know the rest of the story. They found in there everything that we find in the gospel. They found drink, they found food, they found raiment, they found silver, they found gold, 
And that's the way God takes care of his people. Now in our scripture reading over there, we're going to find that the heathen are going to give up their gold and their silver and their raiment to the church. We look at that from a spiritual standpoint, and God has used them to provide for the church. God used Esau's to take care of Saul of Tarsus. Now we know him as the Apostle Paul. He got a free ride to Rome. That was perilous, but he got a free ride to Rome. He's there. He's under the protective care of the of uh, the Caesar, and he has free food. He has guards over him. God's taking care of him. Isn't it wonderful that the elder shall serve the younger? I'm thankful for the guys that keep the road open. The elder shall serve the younger. I'm thankful for the pilots that fly their planes. The elder shall serve the younger. And I'm thankful that by the grace of God, we can give back to the Lord because the Lord gave us jobs. And very few people that I worked with knew the first thing about the gospel. And yet God gave them, and we reaped from it, and the Lord allows us to give back to him. What rejoicing in the church to realize that the elder shall serve the younger. God's rule over the non-elect. That's what he does. And he rules over the church. That's what he does. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. All right, we're going to stop there tonight.